Welcome back, folks. Today we have our special guest zooming in from beautiful Mississauga, Ontario. We've got Catherine O'Neill, and Catherine is an experienced real estate investor who's got her own properties, buy and hold properties, and she's also discovered the wonderful world of being on the other side, being a private lender. So, Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So, Catherine, tell me a little bit about your real estate investing journey. First things first, what kind of, when and how and why did you get sparked into real estate investing in the first place? Well, I am an accidental business owner. I was a 30-year employee, intended to be a 40-year employee and was happy with what I was doing, but there was a corporate downsizing. And as I reflected upon that, I was busy but honestly, a little bit bored. Hmm. And as this opportunity came up, I thought, you know what? I think I'll take the opportunity to do something else. Consulting, because that was the only thing that I knew about, Dave. I will do consulting, not really what I had a lot of passion for, but what else is there? And so started that and happened to be talking to an old boss of mine over lunch where she was sharing what she was doing and suddenly talked about her five investment properties. Uh-huh. I'm like, I almost fell off my chair because for me, being an, you know, an average Canadian woman, like from Burlington, Ontario, I thought only rich people had investment properties. That that was all I had ever known. I, I knew that if you had money, you put it in the stock market, but I did not know about any other asset classes beyond that. So when she talked about that, that did spark something in me I thought now okay this sounds this is different this is interesting I want to learn about this I began to go to meetups uh I bought some so uh, so sorry Catherine what about what year was that when this first kind of started about 2018 okay so not that long ago not that long ago but you know but I had um I I had my my own assets because I had worked for 30 years so bought a couple of investment properties um bought those for all the wrong reasons and then realized that learning Dave is a really good thing to do. Why would I think that, you know, you go to university to be a professional engineer like me, but somehow when you start real estate investing, it's just like, it's innate. And it's like, no. So ended up selling those and buying some new cash flowing properties. Cause I came to realize the benefit of cash flow mm-hmm. and thought I would buy more. Because again, that was sort of what I knew at that point. And then as I bought into mentorship, uh, one of the mentors was telling me that I should private lend. And I said like, oh, no, no, I don't want to privately borrow. I've already heard about private borrowing. And he said, no, no, private lending. You have assets because, you know, I had a company that had refinanced its property. So I was sitting on cash and then perhaps like people in British Columbia, those of us in Southern Ontario who bought our houses 20 years ago or so are sitting on a lot of appreciated assets, but it's sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not dead, but it is certainly not awake and doing anything. It's slum- it. slumbering. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it is slumbering. And it was like, you could wake that up and do something with it. I'm like, well, now that's so cool. So that got me into uh, uh, trying private lending to see if I liked it. I did like working with the investors, like having the one-on-one contact, like helping out people, also like protecting my assets at the same time. And uh, and so 
got me into that. And so that is, you know, pretty well where I am today, still have the cash flowing um, three properties, but now doing private lending. And what private lending has done for me is it has given me a little bit of additional cash flow that allows me to have the lifestyle I want, because I always wanted to travel more, but, uh-huh. it, you know, you have to be moderate, Dave, right? You have to be careful with the money. And I'm like, I, I can have a, a lifestyle closer to what I would want and do more traveling than I, honestly, than I'd ever envisioned before. Because it's just like a little bit of, it's a little bit extra. And uh, it's, um, it's just really great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. So just out of personal curiosity, what have been some of your favorite places that you've traveled to thanks to your private lending? So a lot of them are in the future. Uh, I am uh, next year, uh, girlfriends and I are walking Hadrian's Wall, which is the uh, uh, wall that the Romans built be- to keep the Scottish out, <laughs> out, of, um, out of England, and then going on a very nice tour with my husband to Ireland, because I've never been to Ireland. Uh-huh. But one of the things that my husband and I had talked about was liking to get out of the snow that we mm-hmm. maybe have more of here in Ontario than you have. And, uh, and so we're spending two months in Florida every year. And, and nice. it's just nice to be able to conduct business, but walk on the beach at the same time. <laughs> Beautiful. I love, I love those plans. So maybe for, for folks that aren't familiar with private lending, if you could walk us through maybe your, your first private lending experience, what kind of property did it, what kind of deal did you lend on? What kind of a, you know, just give us some ideas there. And then what has that turned into more recently for you? So for me, I do a lot of short-term private loans. Um, I read a book called The RRSP Secret, written by Greg Greg Hapstritt, who's Canadian. Yeah. And um, it was talking about loaning out your RRSPs, but really the principles are loaning out any sort of asset that you have. And so I was uh, loaning out my home equity line of credit. Uh, to be honest with you, when I started out, I was maybe a little cavalier because really, again, how hard is this, Dave? Just loan it out. And then I came across people who guided me more in the, what you can do to be able to mitigate your risk, which is really important. And so mm-hmm. I have an, uh, an underwriting process whereby I take a look at pictures and video of the property, I assess what I think the uh, renovations are, because I'm tending to lend to, I'll call them experienced um, home flippers or buying holders, uh, short term loans, like six months, because again, the longer the loan, the more risk you have. Mm. And also, I like to uh, make a fair amount of money at the same time. And so the short-term loans tend to be more profitable. profitable. Um, and so uh, do the underwriting, check to be able to make sure, because I have to be prepared to take over the property if anything goes wrong. And so need to understand the scope. So for me, I wouldn't loan on, let's say an apartment building, because mm-hmm. I don't have that level of expertise myself in how to deal with the elevator or the, the you know, the, the municipal officials, but I have renovated up to a fiveplex. So I feel confident that I could do that again if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And then after underwriting, uh, as you know, 
um, there's a contract in Ontario, it's called a commitment document, but basically it's just the conditions. And over time, my one page contract has turned into a seven page contract yeah. as a lot of the provisions are in there and, and a bunch of uh, fees that if I have to start going above and beyond the normal course of activities, then, you know, somebody, I or somebody would get paid minimal amounts, but still to be able to do that. Then it goes to the lawyer and then it's registered on title. So this is a first or second mortgage. That's I, I do first and seconds and um, first being in the, you know, the first position after all the government yeah. uh, and second being in the second position after the government in the first. And, uh, and, and so, for, so for these kind of, these hmm. kind of loans that you're making, are they typically while well, you're doing first or seconds, so is it typically for the purchase of the property or is it for the renovation of the property that you're typically loaning on? For me, it would be the purchase okay. uh, because I'm looking at a secured asset. It could possibly be the renovations if they have another property where they could get a, you know, call it a second mortgage on their principal residence to be able to pay for the renovation. But uh, you know, just the renovation where there is no collateral associated with it. That, that's not my thing. Right. So it sounds like you're much more comfortable being in first position, I would assume. Actually, I, I, I really like seconds. Really? And so I, maybe I like explain how, how that would work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because, because I know it was, it was a, a bit of a surprise to me too, but I was talking to a mortgage agent and as he was talking through the fact that seconds are riskier then first, but then he said, you know, the thing about seconds is they're usually small. Mm. And so a first might be three or four hundred, five hundred thousand, but a second is often about a hundred thousand. So you could have like five seconds for the cost of one first mortgage. And he said, the likelihood of all five of those going bad at the same time is pretty small. You've diversified your risk. Mm. And I thought, oh, I like that idea of diversifying yeah. my risk. So you do have to stay more on top of it. I've had one circumstance where the young man got caught in the challenge that we had about 2002 when the interest rates began to go up and he began to default on things. And it was like, okay, that's very uncomfortable for him in particular, but for me as his lender. Yeah. But I, you know, I learned that if you're in second position, you just are diligent, you're paying attention and you keep the first mortgagee whole and you give them no reason to be able to foreclose or power of sale. Okay. And then that allows you in second position to take over that, um, that role. And, and, you know, the first mortgagee is just thrilled if you're handling things because then they don't have to. And, and, and for me, I want to be in control with the decisions. Okay. That is really, really interesting, Catherine. Do you mind if we unwrap that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Because again, my, you know, uninformed assumptions about these kind of things is if you're in second place and you need to take control of the property, that involves foreclosing on the property, which it sounds like you're able to avoid doing that, yet at the end of the day, kind of get the same result and get take control of that property if you're if if the guy that's doing the deal flakes out. So it, I, I can only speak to what my experience has been. Yeah, I, I have not had to foreclose so far. I came mm -hmm. close, but I, I did not have to do it. 
So uh, my understanding is there are like three levels. There's a quit claim, there's a power of sale, and then there's foreclosure. And different provincial regulations allow for different things. And in Ontario, it's help. There are very few things that are helpful in Ontario, but one thing that's helpful in Ontario is it is um, it's not a, a court action. It's really just a legal action. So when uh, your borrower begins to default on the contract, then the lawyers can start to act. Whereas I do not have to go to a provincial court to be able to get a, a regulation. I can just basically go through the lawyer, which is a whole lot easier and faster. Yeah. And so we explore, do we do quit claim, which is uh, uh, the fastest and easiest way to be able to deal with this, but it, but what it requires is it requires you taking over the property directly. So it's sort of like, I, I, I heard someone explain once, um, if I owed you 120,000 and I had a property worth 100,000, we could quit claim it and you could take my property. We could just write it down, basically. I give you my property and now you own it and I have given up the claim on it. You and now claim. you've got the property. Yeah. It's a okay. quit claim. Yeah. Um, in this case, I was uncertain as to what this man had done in terms of his renovations mm -hmm. and did not want to have to deal with any you know, surprises. And so I was like, I don't want that property. Uh, the second one then is power of sale, which is the big thing in Ontario. And so that's the usual way it has certain timelines, just like foreclosure. But what happens in power of sale is rather than uh, getting the property, basically you have the right to sell the property. Okay. And 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 you can force the sale of the property. It, there are there are restrictions. Like you can't, I can't just sell it to you for a dollar and go, okay, Dave, you and I, we've got a deal together. I'll sell it to you for a dollar. You need a realtor involved, someone, mm -hmm. th this idea of professionalism. Um, uh, in, in that case, it, it's a black mark, as you can imagine, on the borrower's credit rating, uh, 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 their, their, their timelines, it's messy and their lawyers involved. So the, the stage that we got to, because as the market was dropping and, you know, you know, uh, sellers were hesitant to be able to drop their prices to where right. they had to get to, to be able to sell. And so we had kind of a, you know, come to reckoning meeting with them saying, <laughs> guy, come, come to Jesus meeting. Yep. It was a come to Jesus meeting saying like, guy, you know, we'll give you a week to be able to decide, but you've defaulted for three months. You haven't paid all kinds of stuff. I can't even tell you what you've been paid because it was like, it'd be shivers. Um, mm -hmm. and, and therefore we paid some of those fees to, again, keep everything Keep, keep the first position happy. Yep. Cool. Keep the first yeah. position happy. Pay the insurance company in case the thing burned mm -hmm. down because you hadn't paid insurance. It was like, oh my. Wow. Um, and, uh, and said, You've got a week, you decide. You can keep your at your higher price and not sell, but we are going to come in and take it over because we had a realtor come in and give us kind of an off-the-cuff assessment. And it yeah. was a hundred thousand less than he wanted to sell it for. Wow. And yeah. um, and he said to us, like, what would you do? And we said, We would sell because then you come to fight another day. But mm -hmm. when you have this on your record for seven years and and you've lost control of things that you know, you want to be in control. So right. he ended up selling for exactly what our, what the realtor we thought that we brought in said he would sell it for. 
it um, it paid off the first mortgagee, it paid off the second mortgagee, and all the fees that we have associated with things, um, and their administrative fees, because I'm not allowed to say their penalties, because yeah. that's what I'm guided to say, so administrative fees, uh, and there were he basically the renovation uh, money that he had into it, uh, those people did not get their money back. Mm. But we were secured creditors, which is where I like to be, and even in second position. So a lot more work because we had to keep the first guy happy and pay him off as yeah. this was going along. We had to pay off some of the um, uh, insurance, the insurance and, yeah. et cetera. Um, but all that money came back. When it all got settled in the end, we, you know, you write that down for the lawyer. This is what we were out of pocket. Here are our fees. Here's the interest we haven't been paid. All that goes down. And then that is taken out of the uh, sale of the property at the end. So and just just out, so just out we of curiosity a, in that deal, Catherine, it sounds like you had a first mortgage you were on in the second, but you weren't financing any of the renovations. Correct. And he had somebody else financing the renovations, probably with some sort of a promissory type note or third position, or I don't know how that, if they were secured yeah. or not. But just out of curiosity, why why was there a first and a second position opportunity in this particular property? Just how did that work? Uh, so uh, in this case, uh, the first mortgagee would only provide so much funding, call it like maybe 75% loan to value. Mm. And uh, and we were prepared to go up to 85% loan to value. Okay. We When we underwrote it at the time, we went through a series of circumstances. What if, you know, it was sold as a flip? What if he had to refinance? Because, you know, with refinancing, you often only get 80% loan to value, maybe right. not 75%. So working that out, if he had to make that an air, you know, buy and hold Airbnb or, or long-term hold. So you go, we went through a series of exit strategies and determined that we would be able to fund, you know, the 90,000 mm -hmm. that we funded on that one. He came to us later with another deal. We looked at it at the time and said, no, we don't feel comfortable funding that. It was, it, we felt that was too risky. The, it, the numbers didn't work out. So we, we backed off on that. Very good. No, that's, that is really, thanks for, thanks for walking us through that, Catherine. So uh, over the years that, that you've done these, this kind of private funding, private lending, that sounds like a big learning experience. Any other ones that, that have come close or, or been a little nerve wracking for you? Or is that the worst uh, one? Yeah, not so far. Um, uh, there have been a couple of other learnings. Uh, I lent money to uh, a really lovely woman. I'd had some conversations with, I mean, we underwrote her deal again, but, you know, had great conversations, really nice woman. Couldn't pay on time if her life depended on it. And so, you know, I would, I would wait until the end of the day and I'd be like, Hey, you know, interest was due yesterday. And she'd be like, Oh yeah. And, you know, within a day or two, it would always come. Mm. But, what it allowed me to do is to reflect on the type of business and professional relationships that I want to have. Mm -hmm. And because when she was a day or two late, it's stressful, right? Like you suspect it's coming, you're not panicking. But meanwhile, in the back of your head, it's like, but it's not paid yet, but yeah. it's not paid yet. 
And, uh, and, and I thought, I don't need that. That's not what I'm in this for. And so as much as I would love to speak with her personally, I've decided that I am not going to lend to her again because she just doesn't have the professionalism in this area of business that I, I want to have yeah. when, it's, when it's my money or anyone else's money for that matter, but when it's my money. So not a dramatic thing, but it, it was helpful for me as a business person to say, yeah, I've got some standards and she didn't meet those. <laughs> well put. Awesome, Catherine. So what are your plans moving ahead when it comes to real estate and private lending? So uh, uh, continuing on with the properties that I've got, uh, if anyone has a fourplex or fiveplex in Windsor, I'd be interested in talking about that, you know, because student rentals near the university. Um, I'm continuing on with my personal private lending. But there's, as I've been going through my life journey and thinking more about what it is that I want to do. I really like collecting people together for the purpose of giving them opportunities. And I've been like, so what do I do with that? So I'm in the process of developing a community of, uh, uh, of people who can invest and find them new opportunities, new information to be able to grow their family wealth. Because like the private lending was such a revelation to me. Mm -hmm. And when I've talked with so many of the employees I know, current employees, ex-employees, nobody's heard about it. Everyone thinks it's a scam because your banker doesn't do it. And, and I'm like, oh, how do, how do I get these opportunities out to people? Because it can make such a difference if you could fund something for your kids, fund something for your aging parents, I don't know, go on a family trip and pay for it. Like whatever it is, just mm -hmm. we're all, I feel like Scotiabank, right? You're richer than you think. Like we're all richer than we think, but none of just us don't, just don't know how to wake up that slumbering equity. So, well, yeah. so that's your, you want to create a community around that. Does that involve you becoming a mortgage broker in order to keep things above board and, and compliant with securities? My interest is not so much to be able to disperse the money. I, like I, I, I've got lots of mortgage brokers, so happy to give them the business because they are great people. For me, it's more like presenting the opportunities to people so they have a, a, a choice because like there's lots of stuff. I had no idea. There are you know small Canadian private REITs, small investment trusts. Like who knew? Because if you only ever go to the bank, Mm -hmm. they don't present these opportunities to you. They only present the big no, ones. They don't make any money with them. So that's why they don't present these opportunities to you. Yeah. And, and maybe they're too small, right? They're regional mm -hmm. or whatever. I, I heard a, a, there was one from like this just amazing woman from British Columbia who's investing in the US, but it's not one that's on the bank's radar. Mm -hmm. So you have to hear about it like we're talking about now. Yeah. If through the grapevine. I'm like, I want to be able to bring this information to people so they've got more choice so they mm -hmm. can build family wealth with more choices available to them. Perfect. Awesome. Catherine, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? You can follow me on Instagram, which is Catherine O'Neill 416 and I will reach out. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for uh, a wonderful explanation of private lending. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, David. It's been my pleasure to be able to be here. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.